Modern Manhood is proudly supported by the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Now, as you know, the Podcast Network has a lot of cool podcasts in it. 40, to be exact. There's 40 podcasts on the network. That's a lot. But at the same time, this, this is just a lot of cool gems in there. And right now, we're in the midst of my favorite sports tournament of all time. Every four years, I will sit and watch as many World Cup soccer matches as I can. It's the only time where I can really uh, appreciate different countries and different fans and just the joy and excitement of sport. I love the World Cup. I love it so much. And I'm so happy that there's a podcast out there that loves it just as much as I do, especially like the Young Gaffers. The Young Gaffers are brand new not brand new. I think they're all, I don't know how they are, but in in the podcast area. But they are they're in it, and they're, they're it's a pretty awesome listen to. The last episode uh, was all about the round of sixteen, and then talking about um, specific Canadian Canadian soccer stuff too. So I mean, they don't just deal with the World Cup, but I mean at the same time they deal with Canadian stuff as well. But I mean, it's it's, it's all about the World Cup, right? Right. That's all you want to listen to. So if you want your awesome World Cup coverage, go check out the Young Gaffers at GilbertaPodcastNetwork.com. Modern Manhood is proudly supported by the Edmonton Community Foundation and their well-endowed podcast. You probably have heard me speaking about the well-endowed podcast many times here. Uh, it's because we love it so much. On this episode, the new episode uh, of the Well-Endowed Podcast, it's called Down by the River, and it's about all about the North Saskatchewan River. So they go through the River Valley with the River Watch Institute of Alberta. They also head to Harlech Park to hear about the Free Will Shakespeare Festival's 30th anniversary. And they also talk to Beth Dart and Elise Jason about On the Margin, a site-specific play that you can find in the River Valley at the Found Festival this month. Now, if you don't know about the Found Festival, it's pretty cool. The Found Festival is a festival that you can discover um, unexpected art venues in Edmonton. Uh, I know some of my friends are doing like uh, like a murder mystery somewhere outside of, of a play area. So that's pretty cool. I really like the Found Fest. I also really like the river, especially during the summertime. And I also love the Well Endowed Podcast. So check them out. You can do that at thewelledoutpodcast.com. Welcome again to another episode of Modern Manhood, presented by Next Gen Men. An exploration of modern masculinity and the way it shapes us in the modern world. I'm your host, Andrew Jagas. Modern Manhood is, as you know, as you always know, it's a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV, and it's supported and helped out by the wonderful people at Next Gen Men, which is a nonprofit dedicated to bringing healthy masculinity with youth groups, business work, and things like Wolfpack. By the way, Wolfpack, it's coming to Edmonton. Just you wait. I'm going to put it on the website. I'm going to put it on the on the Facebook page. I'm so excited to bring Wolfpack to Edmonton. I'm so excited to with my with my fellow volunteers over at Men Edmonton and the, and the people at Next Gen Men. Uh, we're bringing this conversation over to the City of Champions. So I am so excited to do that. So just wait. You will see. It will be awesome. We are also supported by the people who support us on our Patreon page. 
want to give a shout out to you, Jossie. Jossie is our latest Patreon. Uh, she's donated um, a certain amount of money that I'm not going to say it on the end. You'll probably see it on our Patreon page. But you can do that too. You can go to Modern Manhood at our Patreon service, patreon.com slash modernmanpod. That's where you can go, or you can just go on the website at modernmanhood.org, and you will find out how you can support this podcast specifically. Now, on our last episode, we spoke to Michael Rowley. As you know, he's a filmmaker over in Dallas. He is in the middle of promoting and supporting this work that he's done. He's putting a lot of, putting his blood, sweat, and tears to a work called Hurdle, which is about Palestinian youths working their way through life by doing parkour. Now, if you listen to the last episode, we spoke a lot about the movie. We spoke a lot about uh, the politics around what it's like to film in Palestine and whatnot. Um, but in this episode, the part two episode, we wanted to really get in deep with Michael. I really wanted to know what was going on in his brain, uh, what is going on with his feelings, and what are um, the reasons why he wanted to do this movie. So we got a little personal. And you know what? I really appreciate this. I love when guests uh, get a little personal with me. We dig a little deeper. And uh, Michael was up for it. And uh, he really showed his true vulnerability and his true strength into doing this to the public like we're doing it right now. It's seriously one of my favorite segments that I've done this last year. I hope you enjoy it. This is part two of Michael Rowley. This is, I'm, I'm going back to what you said, the first, the, your long story about how you created, why you wanted to create this movie. And yeah. it seems there is a juxtaposition of what you said of how, again, making make an assumption here, but like you're from Dallas, uh, right? Right. So, yes, yeah. so in, in Texas, it feels like you were, you were stuck to this specific type of identity and all you wanted was a self-determination as to what you wanted to do, just the freedom of what you wanted to do. Um, right. So for them, it's a lot, obviously it's a lot more dangerous. Um, but it, it, was there any juxtaposition to your life in that, in that regards? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said earlier, it's a, it's an express, any piece of work, whether you're telling a story from the Middle East or not, is an expression of your own experience, in my opinion. So yeah, definitely, um, identity is a thing that has always interested, interested me. It's interesting that we put labels on people and, and decide their worth from that. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, really interesting to find the gems the, the surprising people um that can turn those types of things on, on on its head in regards to you know your own personal connection i know like for these for these young men in your movie it's a lot more of a dangerous proposition for them to talk about self-determination because it is you know it has a lot more layers um but for you for yourself like what were some of the um what was the juxtaposition there within your within your own life? Like, what kind of what what things that you wanted to determine between yourself in regards to your own identity? Like I mentioned before, and I can't emphasize this enough, I was raised very very religious, and it was uh, it was a beautiful thing in a lot in many ways, but in a lot of ways it wasn't. And so, I think being able to step out of that or investigate it or question it was kind of like a way of me 
in looking back at my my own identity and trying to question or and trying to define it in my own terms. Mm. Does that make sense? That to totally you? makes sense. Yeah. And it was at risk of well, other than damnation, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was at risk of losing the floor that you stand on. It, it almost feels like there's a trap door underneath you. And once you allow yourself to question um, reality and your own experience within it, and everything in your uh, life is kind of oriented towards this one reality, and once you start questioning it, it feels very dangerous. Yeah. So it, it's not really physically dangerous, but like mentally, emotionally, psychologically taxing to be able to say, like, who am I really? What do I really believe? How am I going to interact with this world? And what types of things do I value? And what am I going to do with my life? My life has been a journey of identity, trying to figure it out and investigate it and look at other people's identity and find the beauty in all identities. That's very, uh, that's very cool to, to think about, um, the beauty in identity. Um, was there a defining moment for you to say, like, this, there, what was the beauty of my specific identity, of your specific identity, sorry, um, that you found in, in your journey of, uh, of escaping this, this, uh, this, this, these ideals that, that were so, um, not the best for you. Um, was there, was there a time when you found you're like, no, what I, I'm going to embrace this part of me. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily define it as an escape. Um, I would say it was like an examination, exploration and yeah. deconstruction and then reconstruction. If that, no, so, that, that's, that's better, <laughs> much better than what I said. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So there's still some of like values that I hold to that and teachings that I cherish, honestly. Yeah. So, but, I think the, uh, let me think for just one second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there were, there is a moment of, um, accepting yourself, you know, uh, feeling like you can love yourself as you are is a pretty profound moment and you don't have to fit into the exact definition that people want you to fit in within a certain, uh, parameters or category. Right. And there, I, I mean, it was over the course of maybe eight years or five years of just like really struggling and uh, worried about all sorts of things and trying to figure out like what I thought about everything. And there was just a moment of extreme peace. Like it's hard to explain, mm. but uh, in, towards the end and that I've kind of reached now where I've embraced just who I am as a person and not constantly being afraid of getting things right but mm. um, just allowing myself to be trying always trying to better myself and have a positive impact on the world and those around me but I it, and it almost sounds like from the outside or if you had told me like five years ago um, you know what, what do you think about this person who's just content like being who they are I would have said like they're apathetic or <laughs> Um, not doing it right. They haven't, you yeah. know, they need to be working harder to be <laughs> like this and this. But now, like, and maybe I have brainwashed myself, but it's like a beautiful piece and like self-acceptance and self-love rather than like self-loathing Yeah. that I've been able to find, which is really just beautiful. And I found that it's made me way better of a person than I was whenever I was 
trying to figure everything out or mm-hmm. feeling like I was less than or in that kind of self-loathing, constant struggle to achieve right. these uh, ideals. Right. No, I, I hear it. I wish you could see me. I'm all smiles right now because this is, <laughs> this is such a... a um, you're, this is a great interview. You know, uh, I, I said it in the email because you kind of gave me a tiny bit of a heads up of a few things that we would chat about. Mm-hmm. And most people don't get to this. I'm taking off my jacket because I'm sweating a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like uh, you have a way of asking good questions. And I appreciate it. I appreciate that. That's awesome. I, 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 I've always wanted to get to, to a point of uh, when I talk to my guests about not just about what their project does, but what, but who they are too. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that. I really appreciate your, your sense of vulnerability for this. Cause I like that when you talk about uh, peace and you talk about self-acceptance and uh, you know, your, uh, your law, lo- your, uh, your ideas of how, how calming that is and how like important that that really can be and mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and and you know you corrected me you're totally right and you know i i'm i'm happy to I'm, i love being corrected because i think that's that that to me is like i'm like i'm being challenged and i want to and i and i want to make sure that i that i say the right things but also like when you talk about re-examining yeah you're right it's not an escape it's like you know, I, I personally have come from a, a religious background too, and I, I kind of rejected that notion and it was more of a personal journey for me, but I feel like those, you know, my, my experience is not the same as somebody else's experience. So, um, exactly. when, yeah. you know, when you're talking about reexamination, that's you, be, you, you either become at peace with, uh, your, your specific identity in the way that you, that makes sense for you. And, uh, I appreciate that. I think that's a really cool, cool way of uh of not only looking at yourself but also looking at uh at the at this project that you made um because it's exactly what it is it's a reexamination of what we originally thought was to be true right. um, yes no exactly you've hit the nail on the head yeah <laughs> try try and put that into a grant proposal for me <laughs> <laughs> that's the most difficult thing because that's that's the honest truth like that's exactly why i started this project and why i'm so passionate about it and now like two and a half years down the road you know much poorer much more stressed (laughs) but way more fulfilled yeah doing this project um because that's exactly what it is it's a re-examination of something that we've always we or some of us might have had an unhealthy understanding of yeah and how can we come to peace with this identity that we need to re-examine. So um, thank you for noticing that. It's <laughs> very insightful that you did. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, I have two more questions for you. Um, so the second last question is, well, I mean, like, and you mentioned a little bit around this, and, and I think you got it from what I said. Um, making this movie, even about just Israel and Palestine, seems like it's like a minefield. So, mm-hmm. like, like I think people are even scared to even mention it because it's such a it it's such a layered topic, and it has so many complexities as to what it's supposed to be, and like, and people have ideas and opinions, and like you even mentioned right off the top like what you thought, like what was the original thought around Israel and what the original thought around Palestine. So it's like even making this movie seems like a, like, <laughs> like an activist thing. Yeah. It's a statement almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how did I'm you gonna have, I'll have haters either way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It feels like you damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, how did you, 
how were you able to maneuver around that um, without, you know, like without getting blown up? Yeah, it's a good question, and I'm still navigating it. So the film is not finished yet. It'll be we're in post production right now. So, but and we but we just now went public with like our our website and social media and that kind of stuff. So it definitely is in the public's eye now. And at, obviously, we're doing a podcast about it. But right. I would say like one of the most a few there are a few things, and I have a few approaches to how I navigate this. Number one is I've, I've learned the power of language and being very careful about how I speak about specific things. Um, to not be vague, and just to give you an example, like uh, I always talk about, well, I've said Palestine a few times on, on this podcast, but if I'm ever writing something out, I'll write Israel-Palestine mm -hmm. because... If you don't mention one, then you're dismissing that one. Right. If it sense. Or if you only say Palestine, you, people can assume that you're saying Israel is not legitimate. Right. Or Israel should not be around. Um, but if you don't mention Palestine, then you're not acknowledging that these, uh, people live here and that mm -hmm. they had territory here before Israel existed. So it is definitely a minefield, but you just have to be very wary and aware of what you're saying. And you have to be very educated about the facts. And obviously, we're in kind of like a post-fact uh, <laughs> realm down here. But uh, it's coming. To, I, it's in I know, Canada too. Right? Let's not even get there. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think number one, you just have to be careful and you have to be considerate that this is a very complicated and convoluted uh, issue. And there are so many different factors that play into everything that's happening in this very small region of the world. And many people have a lot of reasons to be upset about their experience in regards to this conflict. Mm -hmm. So you always have to be compassionate and empathetic. But at the same time, I think you have to stick to your guns a little bit. And this film is very much not about dismissing Israel or Israelis' experiences uh, through this conflict. This is about a very specific group of young men yeah. and their experience. And in a way, you have to own the fact that whether it's in Israel or Palestine or America or Mexico or Canada, it, it's less than ideal for people to be put behind walls. Mm -hmm. It's less than ideal for people to be almost like cattle pushed through checkpoints and not have the freedom to move freely, not have the freedom of self-determination. Yeah. So if we can agree on that fundamental fact that this is not ideal, um, let's just take out all the other like categories, whether they're Palestinians or not, or Mexico and America, whatever. Right. If you can just avoid all of that, let's just agree on the fact that if you were in that experience, it would be difficult. Yeah. And that is the thing that like keeps me going whenever people are really upset and people have been like uh, i've had these experiences where, where people um, voice their opinions or say like when i was shooting um you know i have israeli friends and i would meet their friends and they would say oh so you're against us like very blatant in your face mm. just like challenging no and i would say no i'm actually sharing a meal with you right now if i hated you or didn't want you here i would not be you know having shabbat dinner with you right but 
the reality is, it's like, I think both of us can agree that this is not the ideal scenario for anyone. Yeah. And it's just important to uh, stress that fact. Like, how can we, and not that this film is going to fix that issue, but I think it might be a small drop in the bucket of just humanizing an experience. And hopefully it can have some sort of sway and make that region, or also anyone in the audience that's watching the film, inform their politics inform the way they live their lives, whether <clears throat> because we're at a moment in our global conversation about will we build more walls? And I think this film shows 10 years down the road after walls have been built, this is the experience and this is how it affects real people. Yeah. I'm, you know, from the trailer that I've seen, it's, it seems like it's on the right path and, uh, I'm very excited to watch it. I'm very excited to, to see the final product and, uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, we'll help you get there. Um, Thank you, Jaron. No, I really appreciate you taking the time and it's been a great conversation. I'm not, like I said, I like being behind the camera a lot, but <laughs> this, you, you've made it comfortable and easy. So I appreciate it. And oh, also not only comfortable, but, but meaningful. So. Thank you for taking the time. No problem, Michael. Well, we, we're not done yet. We have one more question. Last one I always ask um, all my guests that come on Modern Manhood is uh, um, what is a piece of advice that has helped you um, on your journey through life? Uh, maybe something that you want to give out to other guys. Well, I've gotten, I've gotten good advice over my life from very a, a lot of people, but I remember one that was super striking and profound, and it actually comes from Ramoy. Oh. who has been on your podcast um, Shout out to in the Ramoy. past. Shout yeah. out to Ramoy and the older Love that man. Modern, modern Manhood podcast and Ramoy's podcast on masculine. But um, Ramoy and I have been friends for over like a decade, basically. And he's older than I am, kind of a mentor, but he's always like just a dear friend. And I remember I was maybe like 18 or 19, maybe probably 19. And I was visiting him in New York City and I was just like young and kind of and just super arrogant mm -hmm. about <laughs> life and what it means and how to approach it and like what's right and what's wrong and um, just super self-righteous and ignorant, you know. Mm -hmm. And Ramoy one night just yelled at me, you're an asshole. And it was just like, we were in the middle of this heated argument and it just like hit me like a sledgehammer that like, it wasn't like, you're an asshole right here, right now, because of what's saying, but like just deep in you, mm -hmm. there, there is assholeness. And so <laughs> you need to realize that and change it. And so I think it's kind of good advice to give people that you're probably an asshole in more ways than you would imagine. Right. And it's just very important to uh, investigate yourself and stay humble and stay malleable. Yeah. Um, or else you'll end up just down the road. Someone, luckily, Ramoy like cared enough to tell me. Yes. You know, but <laughs> which I really appreciate, and it changed the way I interacted with people, probably from there on out. So I'll, mm. I'll say that to you and your listeners: you're probably an asshole in a little bit of the way. So <laughs> try and try and make that better. No, that's that's a really good point about um kind of owning up to your the way that that uh you know the assholeness that you that that we have all done <laughs> i know i right. have been an asshole some at some points in my life and uh 
I have to correct that too. It's not just like either being aware of it, but also like knowing that, okay, there's something I need to work on. Um, yeah, it's a struggle. We got to keep moving. Yeah. It's really funny because you say that because like my, just a recent guest that I had had kind of the same kind of idea it was like, you know, he mentioned a story that he had where he was, he was uh, not aware of how he was uh, portraying himself and it landed him into a point where he was being accused of something that he didn't do, but it was all because and nobody believed him because he was acting like an asshole. And, uh, and so it, for him, it was a really re- a, a revelation to be like, well, even though I got accused of something I didn't do, I still have to own up to it because this is how I came into it. Um, right. So it, for him, it was like, well, <laughs> I need to work on how I how I show up to these places. And it's so funny when like those like little pieces of awareness happen to you that it's yeah, it could be just a simple like, <laughs> like you're being an asshole, um, right? Which we're only like, damn, like I, it's exactly what I needed to hear at exactly the right time. So now that it's like two weeks in a row of your guests saying the same advice, hopefully your listeners will uh, heed it. <laughs> yes, I I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. <laughs> Michael, thank you so much for doing this. This was fantastic uh for you to be on here and to promote your uh your movie and to uh tell us a little bit more about your life and uh i thought this was fantastic oh thank you german i really appreciate it i'm not just saying that because that's what you do at the end of podcasts but (laughs) um, i really do appreciate you taking the time and letting me talk and doing the work that you're doing i think it's awesome that is no yeah no i appreciate that and uh where can people find uh hurdle and how can they support it um, Hurdle, we, our website is hurdlefilm.com mm-hmm. and we're on Facebook and Twitter. It's just slash hurdlefilm. And if you want to support it, like follow us on social media, maybe share it out. Um, we have some places that you can make some donations to if you're interested. But for now, just like sign up for our mailing lists on our website, social media follows and sharing it to your wall would just be great for us for right now. And of course, come see the movie once it comes out. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'll put those links up in the, on our show notes there. So uh, yeah, thanks again, Michael. Awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So that's Modern Manhood for this week. Big, big thank you to Michael Rowley for spending some time with me to talk about Hurdle. Um, again, you can find his trailer for Hurdle uh, and the website through the show notes. Please check out the show notes if you didn't get a chance to listen to what Michael was saying right at the end of that interview. Um, watch the trailer. It's so good. You, I think you're going to love it. I really do. All episodes of Modern Manhood can be found at modernmanhood.org and they're broadcasting on gradio.ca. And you can also find it on Google Play or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you're any one of those sites and they ask you to write, rate, or, or subscribe, please subscribe, obviously. But if you are uh, wanting to leave a review, please do so. It really helps me out. It really helps me to bring Modern Manhood to the masses. And that's really all I want to do. Modern Manhood is supported by Next Gen Men and the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV. And it's also supported by you, the Patreons. On the next Modern Manhood, we continue our conversation about masculinity with someone named Tim. He's from Serbia. He wanted to email me, and he has a project himself. Um, We wanted to talk about masculinity, and we really wanted to nail down what it is to be a man in the modern world. So see you then, on next time, on Modern Manhood.